Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Faces of TBI podcast series, the number one podcast for brain injury and concussion resources. I am Amy Zelmer, founder of FacesofTBI.com and your host. Today, I'm here with Ariana Kaminsky, and we're going to be talking all about long COVID and post-concussion symptoms. This episode is brought to you by Integrated Brain Centers. Located in Denver, Colorado, Dr. Shane Stedman and Perry Maynard are experts in functional neurology and treat complex concussion cases from around the country. With over 20 years of combined experience, they are leaders in helping patients who are suffering from post-concussion symptoms, including dizziness, vertigo, headaches, dysautonomia, and more. For your free consultation, you can find them online at integratedbraincenters.com. Hello, I am Amy Zelmer, and you're listening to Faces of TBI, a podcast series for survivors by survivors, raising awareness about traumatic brain injury, one podcast at a time. Those of you who might not be familiar with who I am, I am a TBI survivor from a fall on the ice in February of 2014. I am a frequent contributor to the Huffington Post, Thrive Global, and the Good Men Project, and I am author of Life with a Traumatic Brain Injury, Finding the Road Back to Normal, available on Amazon. Additionally, I am editor-in-chief of The Brain Health Magazine, and you can get a free digital subscription at thebrainhealthmagazine.com. You can learn more about the podcast at facesoftbi.com, and you can connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at Amy Zellmer. And also, I invite you to join my private Facebook group, Amy's TBI Tribe, to connect with other survivors, caregivers, and loved ones. Today, my guest is Ariana Kaminsky, and she endured a concussion during her junior year of high school. Through persistence and determination, she recovered during five long years. She was 95% back to normal when she contracted COVID and everything changed. Today, she is still dealing with long COVID symptoms that are eerily similar to her post-concussion symptoms. While it is hard, she has a hopeful outlook for the future. As she was healing from her concussion, she needed a way to get out of her emotions, so she turned to writing and wrote poems nearly every day. After she recovered, she compiled the poems and published her first book, Early Thoughts, in November of 2020. Welcome to the podcast, Ariana. So happy to have you here today. Thank you for having me. So, Ariana, why don't you give our listeners um, a little bit of background and how your concussion happened um, during your junior year? Um, during a junior year gym class, um, there were these boys who were kicking around basketballs. And actually, I was unlucky, and one of the basketballs whacked me in the back of the head. And um, the room went dark, but I didn't fall over or anything. So to the outsider, I looked normal. And I went through the rest of the day at school. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about, you know, what was that like after you had the concussion? What, um, 
you know, what, what type of recovery you said it took about five years to get to 95%. And during those five years, what, you know, what was it that you um, did to try and improve? During the five years, I went to more than 20 doctors, uh, physical therapists, eye specialists, headache specialists, linguists, all different kinds of doctors to try to improve my brain because my scans came back normal. So the doctors didn't know where to point me because there was no physical evidence of the problems I was having. And I was having severe dizziness. I was nauseous. My eyes were blurry. I was very dizzy. I couldn't walk straight. I couldn't walk by myself. So I was on a a journey to just figure out anything that would help me. But as I was going to these doctors, I would get very sick because I would get car sick. So on the journey to the doctor, I would get ill. And then the journey back, plus I would also get sick at the doctors because of the bright light, even though I would wear my sunglasses. So eventually, after going to doctors for like two years straight, I realized it'd be better if I just tried to focus on what I thought I needed and tried to heal myself. So that's when I ended up starting to get better is when I started to really think about what was causing my symptoms and slowly integrate those things back into my life so I could build up a tolerance to like light again so I didn't have to wear sunglasses all the time. Yeah, so tell us about some of those um, <clears throat> concepts that you tried of integrating things back into your life. What were some of the things you tried that helped you? Well, normally when I would go to family gatherings, I would wear earplugs the whole time because they were it was so loud, the volume in the room. So when I started to integrate this noise back into my life, I would go without earplugs maybe for a minute to start, and slowly I would work my way up to wearing them less and less. And this was a very slow process, and it was very frustrating because I would get very bad migraines if I pushed myself too far. So it was all about self-control and trying to push myself just enough so I would make a little progress, but not too much where I end up losing my progress and getting very in a lot of pain. Yeah. And, you know, and I think this is such a common story from people of, you know, how doctors just really didn't help. Um, I know for myself, I just kept being told, you know, there's nothing we can do. It just takes time. Um, and nobody was offering me any sort of therapy or treatment. Um, so I think it's it's a similar path for a lot of people that they just begin to take their recovery into their own hands and try to navigate it on their own. Um, for you, you know, you, at the time you were in high school, um, you know, how were your parents and your family, how, how did they help integrate in your healing process? It was really difficult for everyone because, Seeing me in so much pain, unable to like walk myself or dress myself was obviously very hard for them to see because I was, I'm, I was always a great student. So seeing me not being able to go to school was hard. So my mom was really my backbone. She helped me do everything. She was so understanding. But some other family members, because it's an invisible injury, as you know, it's hard for some people to grasp and some people mm-hmm. have definitely 
suggested that I was over being over dramatic, which I I was very hurt by because I've always been a hard worker. So for someone to just say that I was just being lazy hurt, it was really hard to deal with that. Yeah, and, you know, I think anybody listening can probably relate to that and how it, it is. It's invisible. We, If we can walk and talk, um, people assume we're just fine. And, you know, in your case, you didn't even fall down or, you know, pa- blackout. I mean, you did blackout, but you continued to stand, so nobody really, um, you know, thought that anything was wrong. And you know, I think that happens to so many people and it's very misunderstood and, you know, it's, it's hard to navigate on our own and, you know, trying to find our own treatments for ourselves. You know, like you, you talk about wearing your earplugs and sunglasses and just, you know, trying to adapt and cope. Um, but so many of us just don't even know where to start it. And, um, I'm glad that you were able to kind of figure out your own rhythm and flow in, in, in doing what was best for you. So um, about five years into your recovery, you said you were feeling about 95% better improvement. Um, and then you caught COVID. So tell us what, um, what transpired from there. It was it was a nightmare, and for a while I was in denial that it was happening, that I was getting all these symptoms back again from when I had my concussion. But what happened is I got COVID in March of last year, and my whole family got sick. So we all took like a month to recover. My parents were out of work for a month, and I had problems breathing, and my heart was racing. And as those started to get better very slowly – the symptoms of being very tired and dizzy never really got better. So I that was like over a year ago, and I still have those long COVID symptoms to this day. And they're very hard to accept because they're similar to how I felt with my concussion, where I feel dizzy and out of place. And when people talk, it's really hard to make sense of what they're saying most of the time. That's why sometimes I stumble on my words or backtrack what I'm saying because it's really hard to remember. And doctors mm-hmm. don't really have anything to tell me because this is all so new. They don't know what will help. Yeah, and I I have several friends um, in the TBI community who have had COVID and now have long COVID, and, you know, it, it flared up so many of their symptoms. And, you know, I do think we're understanding um, that there's, you know, inflammation. Inflammation is the main driver in COVID and it's also the main driver in concussion recovery. And when we have inflammation, it flares everything up. Um, And so I don't know, is that something that you have addressed is your inflammation? I haven't spoken to a doctor about it, but I have realized that my symptoms get so much worse when I'm stressed out. They flare up so much and I get so dizzy but when I'm relaxed my symptoms are a lot better so I definitely agree that it does have a lot to do with inflammation Mm -hmm. yeah and um, 
I was just trying to rummage through my desk. I have a book um, that was written by a reporter. Oh, here, I found it. Um, there's a book called Beating Long Haulers by Michael Bowker. Um, he was a medical journalist, and he's covered um, COVID since the beginning. And he's followed the trends of what, you know, what has, has transpired among long COVID um, long haulers. And it's, um, it's a really interesting book. I, I highly recommend you get it because it does talk a, about, a lot about inflammation and how when we have inflammation in the body, we just simply can't heal. And I, I'm really intrigued as we get more research on COVID because um, I see so many parallels between COVID and brain injury. And I'm just hoping that this helps shed some light on brain injury um, in their process of researching COVID. Um, so I'm, I'm hopeful that this might shed some more light on what everyone with brain injury is going through because it's so similar, um, the parallels for people who have long COVID and, and you know, long haul brain injury, concussion symptoms. So um, I'm, I'm really intrigued what's going to come from all of this. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, Ariana. Yes, I'm really intrigued too, because I think before people in the common public, they didn't really know much about concussions. But I think because now long COVID is more popular, sadly, but because of so many people know someone who has it or they have it themselves, they can relate to the terrible brain fog and dizziness. Mm-hmm. So I think there'll be more research and hopefully some improvements on how it is treated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, inflammation, like I said, is kind of the driving force behind brain injury. When we have inflammation in the body, in the brain, in the gut, <clears throat> and, and we don't treat the inflammation. And um, I just want to make it clear when I'm, I'm talking about inflammation, I'm not saying like taking ibuprofen. Um, that's not the solution. The solution is um, more of like an anti-inflammatory diet and not eating inflammatory foods, um, which, you know, I know a lot of people enjoy inflammatory foods such as sugar and dairy. Um, and so it can be a hard lifestyle change, but, um, you know, I think that can be one of the driving forces between reducing that inflammation. Um, and, you know, I, I have a good friend who has MS and she deals with a lot of the brain fog. And she recently also had COVID this past year. And um, it's been interesting seeing her symptoms flare up very similarly to those with brain injury Um I'm not confirmed that I ever had COVID. I'm pretty sure I had it January of 2020 um, before it was, you know, on, on our radar in the United States. Um, but I definitely know I had a pretty major flare up as well during that period. Um, so it's, it's just, it's really fascinating. And I remember watching, it was Anderson Cooper did a special and followed some of these patients. This is like still in 2020 maybe. Um, and how they were having like one-sided numbness or tingling, or they were having um, trouble walking or they were having like all these symptoms. And I'm like, 
they're having many, they had many strokes. Like we already kind of know that that was one of the things happening with COVID. Um, not for everyone, but definitely for some people. And they were having blood clotting, which, you know, can lead to many strokes. And, and I'm just like, how am I watching this? And I'm understanding this, but the doctors don't seem to be making the connection. And, um, in my Facebook group, I know I saw similar conversations come up around this with COVID um, and like, oh, my God, they have a brain injury. Duh. <laughs> um, so I'm curious if you've had any of those feelings, Ariana. Yes. Uh, my legs have felt numb for like two years since I had COVID. Like they feel like they're floating at night. And I thought this was a weird way of explaining it. But as I've talked to people who had COVID, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So I have to I have to sleep with a heavy blanket on my legs so they feel less like they're floating. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, isn't it? And And I think it's really fascinating how those of us who've had a brain injury watching this, transpire you know like on the news and whatever and people talking about their COVID symptoms and it's like oh my gosh they have a brain injury um you know and and like I said I think it all comes back to inflammation and how inflammation um really messes with our brain it messes with our whole nervous system and um I think inflammation is the key here and and once medical doctors perhaps figure this out, um, I think it'll be a game changer for a lot of people. Um, I know my doctor in Colorado at Integrated Brain Centers, he has had a lot of post-COVID and COVID long haulers come in for treatment, and they have had really great success with treating that inflammation um, with, like, glutathione drips and other other wonderful um, concoctions and treatments. So I, I do know that there's hope out there, you guys, for anyone listening who has either just had long, long COVID or they have the double whammy of a brain injury and long COVID. Um, so, you know, don't, don't ever give up hope um, just because traditional doctors don't seem to understand, not all of them. Um, you know, there are alternative doctors out there who definitely um, are understanding it and are helping people. So Ariana, what, you know, what final advice, what final words of wisdom do you have for our listeners today? I think I would just say that the most important thing is to never give up hope that you will get mm -hmm. better. Because once you put that option in your brain, it can be lead to a downward spiral. And you just always want to hope that you will get better and you will figure it out because you will. Mm, such wise words. I I totally agree with you there, Ariana. If you put those thoughts into your head that you're never going to get better, you're not going to get better. Um, so simply shifting that um, that thought process and having hope and believing, um, you know, like like I said earlier, a lot of people have been told there's nothing that can be done for them, and that does start to deflate you. Um, and so just know that there there truly are doctors out there who can help you, and you can always go to facesoftbi.com and go into my doctor guide um, to find some doctors, <clears throat> hopefully near you, 
that can potentially help you. So Ariana, thank you so very much for being here today. Um, I know you have your book of poems that you published in November. Um, Tell us just a little bit about your book. So my book is called Earthly Thoughts, and it's poems that I wrote when I was healing, when I was spending a lot of time in nature and seeing like the parallels between nature and the healing process and how being determined is like a universal thing, even with plants mm. and animals. Mm-hmm. So that's, those are what my poems are kind of inspired by. Mm. Beautiful. I love it. And where can someone find your book? Um, it's available on Amazon. Perfect. Wonderful. And that's called Earthly Thoughts by Ariana Kaminsky. Ariana, thank you so very much for being here today. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you so much for all you're doing for the people with brain injuries. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. And you can always click through the show notes. I will try and get a link in there to Ariana's book for you so you can click through in the show notes. And just another big thank you to our sponsor, Integrated Brain Centers. And again, you can always find previous podcast episodes on most streaming platforms such as iTunes or directly at facesoftbi.com. And also don't forget to join Amy's TBI Tribe on Facebook. Thank you for listening and thank you for being a part of my journey. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll see you in the next episode.